Well, um, after no podcast uh, yesterday, I figured I would be able to get one in today because of Phoenix Suns. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever it is you've decided to make a Big Sky Sports Talk a part of your day, my family and I greatly appreciate it. You found the only podcast in the world, in, in America, in the world. That's what I was trying to say, and it came out all kinds of goofy right there. Um, that is completely devoted to the coverage of four major franchises of one major market, and that is uh, Phoenix, Arizona. We do things a little bit differently, though. We do it from Big Sky Country, Billings, Montana. We also cover ASU football, ASU basketball, USL Championship Soccer with the Phoenix Rising, and the WNBA with the Phoenix Mercury, all under one podcast available to you Tuesday through Saturday. Yeah, um, as I mentioned, there was uh, no uh, podcast yesterday. Um, Just no games played. Um, There was uh, a delayed... um, uh, Cardinals um, media availability uh, from the head coach. Um, they're on a bye, but uh, it 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 was from Monday. I'll go ahead and play that uh, today. Um, so just uh, want to make make mention that it was from Monday, and there won't be um, anything else the rest of this week. Uh, Cardinals, uh, Coyotes didn't play, and Suns didn't play. Uh, so that's the reason for no podcast uh, yesterday. And normally I would have made a post about it, but um, still under the weather, I just, you know, I'm like, I'm going to get some sleep. I went straight to bed after work. Uh, so it was just one of those days. Um, I do feel better and I I sure sound better, um, at least in my own ears. So Uh, I appreciate you guys uh, for the prayers if you did so. Um, uh, But I hope uh, your uh, Tuesday was good um, and your Wednesday was good. Happy Thursday. The week is uh, more than half half over. And uh, so just like that, it's flying by. Um, And uh, welcome to December, by the way. Uh, it is the 1st of December already, um, so uh, happy happy December, uh, Christmas in uh, 24 days from now, so there's that, um, trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to talk about or mention, uh, like I said, I hope everybody's doing good, and um, yeah, um, as far as the show, We'll uh, we'll roll into it next. We'll go ahead and get Cliff Kingsbury for Monday. Like I said, um, it just wasn't available when I did everything um, that I uh, from Monday's show. They just they had it available um, Tuesday, um, and again I didn't do it um, do a show um, because nothing else was going on, and it would have been like. Probably the quickest show in the history of, of shows. I have um, everything else is all sons. Um, I have James Jones uh, from yesterday. Um, and uh, um, no, not James Jones from yesterday. James Jones from Tuesday. Um, and then uh, last night's uh, game coverage. And what a game it was. We'll get into that. 
uh, up next. But before we do that, uh, Cardinals. Uh, like I said, some brief Cardinals all up next on Big Sky Sports Talk. All right, back with some brief Cardinals. Uh, like I said, uh, just wanted to reiterate, um, no show from yesterday. Um, and uh, this Cardinals was from Monday, but they just didn't have a, a, it on the uh, on azcardinals.com as I give them their plug uh, from where the sound comes from. And it wasn't, uh, wasn't available um, until uh, Tuesday. And uh, so anyway, here is uh, Cliff Kingsbury again, one last time from Monday, um, just discussing the loss. And then uh, that'll be it for uh, Cardinals from this show and uh, from the week as they are on a bye. What's the plan this week for the, the guys and going into the bye week? Are you going to have any practices? Uh, no, we'll watch the film, get it cleaned up today, um, give them some time off, and then get back, get ready for that Monday night game. So they're off to, say, a week or tomorrow, rest of the week, what's uh, Yeah, we'll have a, kind of a Zoom meeting tomorrow, and then they'll be off through the weekend. Yeah. What's the plan for them? Do they just complete getaway, or do they have... Yeah, they'll just get away. Um, we'll have a program for them to, to stay on, um, stay in shape, and then come back and um, be ready to roll. Why give them so much time off when you only have to give them four days? Yeah, that's usually been our plan, five, six, seven. Um, we varied based on when it happened in the season. This late in the season, after week 12, is the first time we've had it, I think, this late. So we felt like that was the uh, appropriate number. Anybody you're optimistic you can get back after the bye, I mean, like offensive line-wise? Yeah, we're hopeful. Um, Will or Rodney, I don't know what that's going to look like, but hopefully one of the two um, at some point in the near future we can get back in there. Plan on implementing any kind of changes offensively, at least um, between now and the next game? As far as? Uh, I wouldn't even say personnel, but just maybe try to mix things up. Something different or something you haven't done that you want to try that maybe you weren't sure about? Is there anything? Um, no, I mean, I think, you know, we'll continue to, if Rondell's back, I mean, get him back involved and, um, you know, may. We'll see how uh, James is feeling. May get Keontae more involved there, but um, we'll continue to try and maximize, you know, the personnel we have. And uh, I thought we ran the ball um, decently yesterday, which was good. Thought we played physical up front. Um, wasn't always pretty, but um, you know, had some nice runs and nice gains. And so we'll try to build off that. How has uh, Josh Jones looked at left tackle since Hump's been down? I think he's held his own. He's been waiting for an opportunity. Uh, I know at times he's been frustrated because we have had Beach and, and DJ playing at a high level, but he stepped in and um, you know played well. So that's encouraging for us moving forward. And um, you know being able to play right, left, uh, be that swing guy, I think is is a huge bonus for us. You was thought on Friday that you, uh, DJ for one would be reassessed after the bye. What was it that changed and decided to put him on IR? Yeah, it just wasn't progressing like we thought. Um, we were hopeful for a while that maybe it was something he could come back the last few w weeks and play, but at this point, um, that won't be possible. Is it something that might require uh, I think they're still checking out options on that, but we're hopeful um, he can just rest it and it'll settle down. He won't return this season, I thought. He won't. 
What was different about the run game without Sean running it this week? Um, I mean, very similar scheme. I think, um, you know, Brian Atkin and Steve Hyden got together and um, had some thoughts, different ideas. And, um, you know, like I said, I think it was more about the physical play up front. Those guys uh, really took pride this week. And after the previous week, we didn't think we, we played as physical as we needed to, stepped up and uh, created some, some nice running lanes. And I thought James finished runs downhill. And so that was positive. But schematically, um, you know, there, there's similarities and obviously those guys are going to put their own spin on things as well. How have they, how's that transition been for those guys taking on added responsibility post mid-season you know just considering the timing of everything up? How have they handled how, how have you seen what they've done? Yeah I think they've done a nice job. Um, it's not easy to just be flipped into that um, but all hands on deck up from the offensive staff's perspective and, and guys have done a nice job uh, supporting them and um, like I said I thought the plan was good and thought we had some good success in the run game early. Well, I think James that was James most carries in like four years something like that with only five games left is it possible you can kind of ride him like that that much compared to maybe starting that in September or something you know? Yeah I, I think um, like I, I mentioned the last couple of weeks he's a guy he gets better as he gets more touches, gets more plays, and I, I thought uh, yesterday, you know, was the same. Um, we want to be smart. We want to make sure that, that he can play at his best throughout those five. So that may have been a little heavy yesterday, but I, I thought he was playing well, and um, we just need to keep him rolling. Is Spencer doing run game stuff as pass game coordinator? Um, yeah, I mean, we're all kind of with with this change, all hands on deck at this point. Yeah, everybody has their input right now, trying to come up with the best uh, ideas and thoughts to go into the game plan. Has DeAndre been on a little bit of a snap pitch count the last couple of games after the hamstring? Yeah, just being smart um, through the bye. Hopefully through the bye he can uh, get completely healed up and, and feel 100%, but we wanted to, to make sure that, that we got him to this point and didn't have any major setbacks. You mentioned uh, last week that Marquise might have been limited. What was the reason he played nearly every snap? Just what was the reason he got that back? Yeah, he felt good. I mean, I, I thought uh, we wanted to see him out there running, and he felt good and didn't want to come out. And I thought he played fast and played at a high level, had some, some opportunities that we weren't able to get him the ball a couple of times that I thought he was, he was running really well. Um, but we'll continue to, to fit him back in and, and get him going. When, when Kyler was asked about fourth and one play, or fourth and inches, really, he said something about it was schematically <laughs> effed. Um, when you looked at the film, what what did you see, and what was your thought on that? Yeah, it was an RPO. You know, we have options on on those things, and um, you know they lined up in a front that basically took away the run, and so we had a quick pass built off of it. Um, they played it well, and it went into a scramble drill, and that's when you know we tried to throw it down the field to DeAndre, and uh, Derwin made a good play on it. Yeah, it was. I, I'm not sure if it was in the moment. I, I didn't hear it in context, so I'm not sure um, exactly how it was spoken. But um, I think as the play unfolded, we thought we'd have something. We didn't have it. And so then it went into the, the scramble mode. When you're watching the film, seeing Hopkins, Brown, was part of you like, man, this could have been totally different if we had this from, from the jump? Yeah, I, I mean, those two guys, I think the more they play together, um, you can see that you know, it can cause uh, some problems for the defense. And, and then um, I felt yesterday, you know, Zach Ertz, you know, he's, he's a big part of work in the middle. He's a guy who is, is kind of the fail safe for this offense. Um, that, that's one that 
with those two guys and the speed they play with around him, I think, you know, could have been a real weapon. But watching, um, you know, Hollywood run and take the top off things and then DeAndre doing some of the underneath stuff, uh, it can be a, a good a good weapon for us moving forward, there's no doubt. Trey was so good in college, obviously, doing what he does. He seemed to kind of struggle with that here at this level. What have you seen from him? Yeah, I mean, like I've said all along, he, he's just – growing into it right now. I mean, we, we see some real flashes of practice where, um, you know, you know he's going to be a very good player in this league. And then uh, sometimes in the games, it seems a little sped up for him. But that that's all rookies, you know. And, and the more reps he gets with Zach being out, I think it's going to continue to help him. And uh, you'll start to see some of those flashes as the season winds down. How healthy is Max Williams? Uh, you know, it's, it's as healthy as it's going to be. That's one of those injuries um, that takes – uh, some time to, to really feel fully comfortable out there. Um, but, but he's given us what he's got. And uh, I think, at, once again, as he gets more and more comfortable being in the games, um, that, that he'll, uh, he'll feel better out there. He's walking with a strange little gait. kicks his knee out when he walks and lifts it up pretty high. Is that complications from the surgery or the injury or just pain? Yeah, the injury. Yeah. No, just the injury. Um, with the injury head, that that nerve um, is basically dead, and so um, being able to lift it up is tough. Yeah, as of now, they don't have anything for that yet. So he braces it for the games. After, I'm sorry, after seeing the tape and what the league explanation was, I presume you saw that. Any comment on those two replay overturns? Uh, no, I mean, there's nothing we can do about it then. The one where they said we took it from the guy, you, you just don't see that called very often, so I was surprised on that one. And then, obviously, uh, Zavins, it was close, but, um, you know, they, they made their decision there. What's the Zoom meeting going to be about? Uh, it's just an NFL mandatory meeting. So that's it, yeah. What were the issues running out the clock in the fourth? What's that? What were, the, what were the issues with running out the clock in the fourth? How did you guys run able to... Yeah, I mean, we had the ball, what, three times in a row, and we went three and out. So um, combination of play calling, execution, just not um, getting it done, basically. You know, we, we got it back three times, could have um, finished it off and, and just weren't able to do it. So I don't ha can't put, put my finger on one thing, but it just wasn't, wasn't good enough there. The players always talk about needing a break, and, you know, it'd be good for them to get away. Do you need a break? Um. Yeah, I mean, once you're into it, you're kind of into it. So it's we'll, we'll take a couple of days and then get on to New England and see how we can finish this thing strong. Um, you know, we're going to look at personnel and who we got coming back and, and see how it fits going into that that Monday night game. On those three last drives, what do you think the impact was? That overall, it was a lot better on first down yesterday, but on first down on each of those, James just didn't get much done. How much did it impact then? What happened after it? Especially on two of the possessions were so deep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd, you'd like to have, um, you know, a better start to that. But I, I thought then, you know, we had some opportunities um, on some of those throws uh, that, you know, had a chance to, to make them and, and didn't. And that's just the way it goes. You got to give them a lot of credit for stepping up when they had to have it. And they did. And um, we weren't able to convert. What do you expect the next practice will be? Um, yeah, yeah, that'll be it. So that was uh, Cliff uh, talking about a couple of guys that were um, out.
Um, thought I muted that. I apologize. Um, we just started rolling right into another another video. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, DJ Humphreys on IR will not uh, return this uh, year. Um, the rest of this year with a um, back injury. Um, that's one that he had talked about. Um, and then, of course, having um, yesterday and Tuesday all the way through the weekend off. Um, and then they'll start um, on uh, um, Monday I would uh, with um, uh, da, 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 New England. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that's the biggest one is, um, uh, da, da, da. that's the biggest move was, um, DJ Humphreys, um, on IR and, uh, will, will not return, uh, for the rest of the year. Um. So, yeah, that's everything Cardinals. I'm sorry my mind was scattered. I think I was still kind of focused on uh, that that video just rolling right into. Um, I thought I had it muted. I would hear it in my ears just kind of give you guys an insight of how it works. I'd hear it in my ears and not, but I was trying to click off of it. I thought I hit with my pinky, uh, mute, uh, hit the mute button on that channel, and then, uh, you know, kind of click over to the transactions because there were some others that I was going to mention. But that was the main one is um, is uh, DJ Humphreys on IR with the back injury, um, back issue, and will not, um, will not return. Um, but up next, um, Everything Suns. Uh, with James Jones, he's going to talk about, um, uh, you know, what the situation going on with Jay Crowder. Um, he's going to talk about Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, um, and uh, uh, CP3, and just the team in general. Um, and now uh, president um, of basketball operations. He was vice president. He got a promotion, and now he is president of basketball operations. So... A little bit of of that, um, in in his press conference. That's what to expect. So that will be up next on Big Sky Sports Talk. All right, back with uh, some um, Suns, and we're gonna uh, kick it off with. Um, uh, James Jones, he spoke to the media uh, Tuesday, um, and then uh, the Suns uh, played uh, last night. Um, so just kind of talking a little bit about that. And uh, so here is uh, president of basketball operations, James Jones. His team specifically, Ronnie talks about the 20-game mark as a chance to kind of evaluate. I know that's difficult with the injuries that you guys have had, but what have you seen from this group so far? Man, this team is this team's special. Like there there aren't any challenges um that that are daunting to us. Um if it's injury, if it's you know external uh situations, external factors, just back to backs, um tough 
one point losses, they don't affect our psyche. Uh, our guys all come in, they work and and they show up in big moments. And so I'm proud of this team um, just because I know I know these guys. I get a chance to see them every day. Uh, they don't get a chance to display their their grit and their resiliency, but they've been able to do it over the first 20 games and uh, we've been better for it. Would you uh, hire a general manager? I'm not focused on that right now. I mean, if if that happens, it happens. Um, but for me right now, it's getting us to uh, to like to the All Star break. So you don't see any like personnel shifts at this point? No, I don't. Not right now. And what's going on with Crowder? Anything new? Nah, nothing new with Jay. When you're looking at just want to follow up with Jay, Monty put was wanting to have some. Hopefully, have something done before the season started. What's the challenge, or what has been the challenges? I just haven't been able to, to get a deal done. Um, it's 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 the the, the NBA, right? Uh, timing. There are there aren't any perfect times. Like there's there's no window where they say, hey, all deals are done here. We have natural deadlines, like the trade deadline, where you usually have a flurry of deals. Um, but other than that, it's just finding the right fit, and and we just haven't been able to find that yet. With everything that's going on with Jay Crowder at this point, I mean, I don't know why they they can't find a way to convince him to just uh, just play. He says, um, according to Chris Haynes, that it has nothing to do with the fact that he's you know no uh, no longer the starter. Um, seems to be it's more of a financial thing. Um, and at this point, in my opinion, if they haven't found a deal uh, for him, it almost tells me that no one wants him. I mean, he's he's a solid enough player, but nobody wants him. Um, and uh, at this point, I think uh, Jay uh, and his uh, and his agent need to realize you're not wanted, bro. I mean, um, or the Suns are you know wanting too much for him, but I doubt that's the case. Um, at this point, I think they would just you know, they take any uh, halfway decent offer um, at this point that would you know, it would make their team better and not number one in the NBA. That is Boston Celtics. But uh, the Suns are number one in the Western Conference without Jay Crowder, without Chris Paul out with the heel. Um, and uh, I believe it's more serious than that. Maybe a. Um, uh, a planter fascia, uh, planter fascia. I, I'm still probably saying that uh, wrong, but uh, um, which usually is like a, you know, if you want to be a 100%, you know, four or more weeks, I don't, can't remember how many weeks he's been out, but it's uh, like game number seven or eight or something like that. Um, and uh, a spoiler alert, he was out for uh, last night's game as well. Um, and uh, James Jones will get into um, CP3 and his injury. Um, and then, of course, without uh, Cam Johnson. So two starters. Um, and, I mean, if you want to call uh, Jay Crowder, even though he hasn't been a part of the team, um, he would be coming off the bench because they would be starting um, uh, Cam Johnson. Or actually, right now, he might actually would be starting um, in place of Cam Johnson. Um, so... I mean, we'll say two and a half starters, um, Jay being that half, um, out, and and they are um, number one in the Western Conference, and they keep on building upon it with, with these wins. Um, so 
Uh, very interesting, but anything they can get right now for Jay would would be better. Uh, but you don't want to just kind of, um, you know, take, uh, I guess, any deal. Um, at this point, you might as well keep him, even though he is in J- uh, James will an- uh, make uh, you know uh, announce this, but he is uh, being paid by the team, even though he's away from the team, he's still being paid. Um, as part of the CBA and stuff like that, but, um, you know, so kind of sucks that you're paying a guy that's not even like on the team or you're doing anything. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, I find that, uh, you know, very interesting that they haven't got anything for him and, um, and very interesting that he hasn't decided, all right, yeah, I'll just go ahead and play it out. I mean, because at this point he has nothing to lose, and if anything, if anything, he has more to gain because he'll put some, um, as they call, wins on tape. Um, and, and I'm not talking about team wins. I'm talking about like you know personal wins for himself, um, of him you know uh, locking down someone defensively or you know whatever. So just some stats to help. You know, I may maybe reopen up some eyes. Uh, around the league oh wait you know uh, jay crowder is still good yeah we'll we'll offer you you know such and such for for him you know we'll take him we can use him um but at right now he's just sitting there you know and not helping himself out um by uh by playing um and uh uh so it's like right now it's a lose-lose situation but you know sons are still winning on the court so i mean can't really do much complaining there specifically there's been like a growing sense of urgency from the fan base it seems like every day that a deal doesn't get done but that obviously comes with your patience for a reason where does that sense of patience come from for you in in situations like this when you'd like to see something done but you're okay with waiting for the right deal to materialize i mean well i I always believe in team and i i believe we have 15 players and and coaches and staff members that are capable of of performing when we need them to um, and and at the end of the day, like what we're talking about is where we where we end up, where we finish, not where we start. Um, there there are a bunch of different paths you can take on that journey towards the end. Uh, so we're just going to be patient and find the best path forward. Uh, but eventually, something will get done, and 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 when it does, uh, we'll move on to the next challenge or the next decision that that people become anxious for us to make. Cam Johnson, obviously the deadline to extend and pass will be restricted free agent. Just what are your thoughts on that situation as you approach another restricted free agent? Ah, uh, well, you know, we're not even. I, I haven't even thought about that. You know, we addressed our our free agent situation with Cam. We didn't get a deal done, um, and we we agree that he's someone that we we love and value. And so there'll just be another conversation going forward for us right now. It's getting him healthy so that he can return to form and, and play the way he was playing before he got injured. And as far as the new guys, Damian Lee, Jock Randell, it seems like you were talking about the psyche of this locker room and they've been really great fits in that regard. How important is that to you when you're evaluating players and you and Monty having those conversations to make sure that those guys will fit in in that way? Well, you know, if if you if you track those guys and their their history and their just their paths to the NBA, you'll realize that they've displayed a tremendous amount of grit and resiliency just to get here. And so you shouldn't be surprised when they are in situations that require them to, to show fortitude and they show up. Um, that's, that's their way of life. You know, that's, that's who they are. And so they just really have a chance to reveal who they are in some very 
uh, unique moments. And so um, I'm proud of those guys. I mean, I think if you look at our team, they totally embody what we're about. Um, we're a team that likes to compete and we like to get after it. And, and we were a team that wants to wear you down. And I think DeAndre said it best the other day when he's talking about Monty and how we just want to jab, 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 and eventually wear you down. Uh, those guys have had to do that just to get to this point. So for them, that's just the way they, they live. And that's just another day at the office. Maybe. Huge pickups. And I can't stress this enough I, for the Suns with Damian Lee and Jock Landale. I mean, uh, just Jock out of nowhere, uh, you know, during training camp and some of the uh, preseason games. He, I mean, doesn't get a lot of minutes, but, you know, his minutes are very, very impactful. Um, and the so, same is true with Damian Lee, just absolutely on fire in the fourth quarters. Uh, and uh, he continues to play very, very well. As long as those guys are healthy and stay consistent, I, I keep on saying it, this whole bench is really, really, really good. Good. So back to uh, Crowder for a sec. Does he hasn't played in a while. Does he become less of a commodity as time goes on, or does it stay the same? Um, you would have to ask someone else. If the way I look at it, like it, that's irrelevant. Jay's a good player, and he'd help any team, and and teams know that. And do you, you're paying him, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's no rules and no in no the NBA that if a guy's not around, there's no. probably. A number of things you could do, right? No, that's not what this is. Right. No, this this is a mutual understanding agreement that we've said since day one. Right. Um, and those those factors haven't changed. That dynamic still exists. Well, I just have a I just find it interesting. This may seem a long time ago, but you just really just got here when you finished playing. It was like an immediately get here and you compete and then entering gym and then has this moved faster than what you envisioned when you first took this and did you even envision this when you first took this no i didn't i didn't come in with any any notions of what i would become i came in to just help the team and i said and whatever role that takes whatever capacity it, it doesn't matter you know people who know me know that titles are important uh, but that's not that's not what matters with me you know if i walk away with an nba title <laughs> then that matters anything other than that is is really one a reflection of 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 my work, but more importantly, the success of the team. You know, you don't reach these places unless the people you work with or who work for you do exceptional jobs to elevate and push you push you upward. So um, I'm just still here to, to help the team in whatever way possible uh, to reach our goal. And when we do that, I said the NBA title is the only title that really matters to me. Did you play with or against anyone like Damien who's on this run in the fourth quarter where it just seems like every shot he takes is going to go in? Um, yeah, I played with some pretty good ones. <laughs> um, but I mean, but he's unique in his own own way, right? Because, you know, most of those guys you talk about, um, the Ray Allens, the Reggie Millers, um, you know, the, the Mike Millers, the Dwayne Waits, like some of these guys, the Kyle Corvers, um, they've had extended runs where they're allowed to do those things. And so they've developed it over time and, and their opportunities they knew were coming. Um, no one expected Damien to be able to have these opportunities except Damien, which is why if you watch him every day, he puts in the work, he grinds hard enough and he grinds for these moments. Uh, so so he's unique in that sense that he's a guy that's been been uh, thrust into this situation and he's made the most of it and he hasn't even flinched. This guy sitting here who's had a knack for it too in the past year. 
Yeah, I mean, these guys are so much better than I was, though. I always discount myself because I played with some really great players. They made it so easy for me. Uh, but these, the, I'm telling you, I love I love uh, the character of our team. I love where we are, um, and, and I love where we're headed. It seems like he's taking things to another level even for him as far as doing double teams, putting up career high scoring numbers. Just how have you seen his evolution in your time here from you know, really great player to the face of a franchise and a winning organization? Well, it's been fun to watch, and it's actually been extremely um, delightful to see it. Um, when I came in, he was a really talented young player who just was dying to win. Um, the, dying to contribute in any way possible to winning. And and now I see a young man who understands that he's the key to a, an extended run uh, of winning. And and he's able to do it from, you know, so many different ways, rebounding the ball, defending, shooting, playmaking, um, inside, you know, in the post, in the mid-range, from three, off the dribble. Like, he's become a complete player. And that's just not offensively. He's always had those tools but from a leadership and defensive standpoint, he's upped his game. And, and I think that's why he's rightfully in the conversation for MVP, uh, because without him, uh, we're not no, we're nowhere near where we are today. Have you been like Monty where you're, you're getting work done and you hear a ball bouncing and you look out there and it's D.A. at nine, ten o'clock, whatever. Or he's in the weight room. Or oh, he's been he's been all over the place. He's been you know, he's been all over this building. Uh, and it's, it's a joy to watch him mature and grow and figure it out. Um, he he understands who he is as a player, and he's starting to understand uh, his value to our team and just in the league. And it's great to see him, you know, Western Conference Player of the Year. I mean, of the of the week. Um, hopefully, he can do it enough to be Western Conference Player of the Year. <laughs> um, but he's 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 been pivotal for us. Uh, his his force, his aggression, uh, and more importantly, his command of of our system has helped him and helped guys like Jock and guys like Damian. Uh, flourish because you know with a with a big guy like DA um, and the things he's able to do, he makes it so much easier on the perimeter. With how long you were a pro and how long you, you've seen other pros, the extra time in the weight room that Monty was mentioning is, is that just sustaining over the course of the season that he's working on? Like what what exactly can can that do for a player when he's putting? It well, no, it it just it it creates a a baseline, uh, a performance baseline. We all know you need reps, right? So as many shots as you can get, that kind of sets the floor for your your ability to shoot. The same thing from a, a physical perspective. Um, the more you're in the weight room, the more sessions you can get in, the more um, the more you can can lift. You just raise your performance floor and allows you to sustain it over 82 games, over 110 games preseason and playoffs. So he, he's starting to get that. He's starting to mature. Which is, you know, another factor, and and if he continues to combine those two things, the dedication and the attendance, I mean, the sky's the limit for him. So, as uh, your mix, as you put a team together, how much of it is analytics, personal, people's bios, interviews? It's, what, how, what, what do you rely mostly on? A team is a collection of all those things. Yeah, because um, you have to put it all together. To because it, it all it all has to complement, right. it all has to work. Um, I think a lot of times um, in our business, we can get stuck on trying to find some supplemental traits uh, or supplemental factors to add to a group. And I, I, I totally believe in being complementary, where you want um, five guys when they step on the court to fill the gaps in the holes of each other so that they're one cohesive unit. And there isn't, um, you know, a system or a cookie cutter method. 
you just have to experiment, um, but you have to bet on people, bet on people who are willing to adapt and bend to the needs of the team. And we've been able to do that and have some success and we've been, um, been better off for it. So when you put together. I'll let him finish that question here in a second, but uh, you know, no doubt that um, James Jones gets a lot of credit and deserves a lot of credit um, um, for um, uh, what he's done. Um, but uh, I think um, um, 60% of the um, roster, uh, you know, starting roster is all because of, um, you know, Ryan McDonough. Um, Booker um, was drafted by Ryan McDonough. Um, let's see. Duh. He... Uh, da, da, da. when did he, uh, in 2018, okay, so 2018 is when he, um, got fired, um, so that would be Devin Booker, um, DeAndre Ayton, um, uh, da, da, da. that would have also, I do believe, been uh Mikel Bridges and um let's see not Cam Johnson Cam Johnson was um James Jones's pick um so that's three yeah three three of the uh starting five was um all Ryan McDonough um the best two things that um you know uh We'll say three uh, things that, um, and again, no, no discredit of uh, James Jones, um, but uh, that James Jones has done is the trade for uh, Chris Paul and hiring Monty Williams. And if you want to include the third is is his ability to keep the core of this team together um, and, you know, um, the, you know, extending the 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 guys that, you know, um, he's extended so far. I mean, um, like uh, like, um, you know, um, Devin Booker, you know, uh, him getting the supermax and extending him, which that was a no-brainer. Um, the immediate match for um, DeAndre Ayton, uh, Mikel Bridges, uh, his extension. Yeah, though they haven't got Cam Johnson, but it you know it's going to happen. Um, you know, I just mentioned you know finding guys, uh, getting guys like uh, uh, even Jay Crowder, even though he's not on the team right now. Um, he he was very um um sequential in in what they've done you know previously um jock landell damian lee um ish wainwright you know all these other guys so he's done a great job kind of you know 
since he's been here, putting team, uh, putting these guys together. A lot of bench guys, of course. Like I said, uh, a little over sixty percent of the starters are um, Ryan, you know, Ryan McDonough uh, picks. Um, but you know, like I said, I don't want to knock James Jones, but you just kind of put things in perspective. Um, but he's done a fantastic job. I mean, his nickname is Champ for a reason. Um, and and so just just wanted to kind of put that in perspective. But here's the rest of that qu- uh, other question that I just kind of cut off. Trade. How do you figure it out? You just think about who's coming in and who's going out and whether or not um, what you're bringing in helps the team. Um, very similar to what you're sending out. You've said before on trades that there's two ways that they have to have something mm-hmm. that you want and, and vice versa. So is this, is Jay a unique situation? Is this, is this, is this, is just unique or is this no, more I mean, normal than what I'm thinking? No, this is more normal than you know. Um, it's just typically these conversations are, happen behind the scenes. Um, it's just that he's not he's not currently playing. Um, and, and so it's just, it's, it's, this is the business of, of basketball It's the business of sports It's the business of trades. Um, but you know, that's, that's the business we're in. A, a lot of cool, you know, behind the, you know, scenes conversation and, and, uh, James Jones was pretty open, uh, at the end, as far as, you know, the balance of, you know, looking for, um, right fit, trading for right fit guys um um you know it's just some of the things that he's got to do as as the gm there was that question earlier which it didn't make much sense uh you know they asked if he was going to hire gm i don't see any reason to i mean he's doing a fantastic job he is still the gm he is he you know previously vice president of basketball operations and general manager now he's general manager and president of basketball operations i i I don't see the point of hiring a a gm i don't know why that was a a, even a question um but let's go ahead and uh fast forward uh to last night's game and uh uh, let's go ahead and, and get into the um um game itself and Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton combined for um, 81, uh, 81 of the 100 and, let's see, off the top of my head, um, 32 points, 132 points, um, uh, a 132 to 113 win over the Chicago Bulls last night. Uh, Devin Booker uh, goes for 51 after three quarters. He did not play any of the um, fourth quarter, and um, and uh, DeAndre Ayton still continues to play well with 30 points and I want to say 16 boards. Um, so Devin Booker, 51 points, and the win. You know, we'll go throw shade at. Uh, at uh, Steph Curry, who had also 51 when when uh, the Suns played him, in, and it was in a loss. But Devin Booker, 51 points in a win, uh, 20 of 25 from the field, only missed five stinking shots, um, and then one shot missed at the line, five of six. DeMar DeRozan, 29 points, 11 of 17 from the field, and seven and eight at the line. Uh, Vucevic, uh, eight rebounds, seven defensive, one offensive. DeAndre Ayton, 
um, and I shortchanged him. I didn't. I, I think I said twelve. Um, he had uh, fourteen rebounds, twelve defensive, and two offensive. Uh, Zach Levine seven assists, one turnover, thirty-four minutes. Devin Booker six assists, six assists, two turnovers in thirty-one minutes. Uh, the fact that he didn't play the fourth quarter is actually huge to kind of save his legs. I mean, he's still really young. Um, but anyway, for the Chicago Bulls, uh, Williams, 28 uh, minutes, uh, 0 of 8 from the field, including 0 of 3 from deep. Three rebounds, one assist, and uh, two points. He did get to the line. DeMar DeRozan, 32 minutes, 11 of 17 from the field, 0 of 1 from deep, seven rebounds, four assists, uh, 29 points. Uh, Vucevic, um, 29 minutes, five of nine from the field, one of three from deep, eight rebounds, one assist, 17 points. Zach Levine, 34 minutes, seven of 15, one of six from deep, uh, four rebounds, seven assists, 21 points. And, uh, uh, Dosunyu, uh, 27 minutes, uh, five of eight from the field, of one from deep, two rebounds, one assist, and eleven points. Uh, four uh, four guys, uh, four starters in double figure scoring, um, with one guy off the bench, and that is Alex Caruso with fourteen points uh, in twenty one minutes. Four of seven from the field, two four from deep, one rebound, two assists uh, was um, Alex Caruso. A couple other guys in uh, single digits off off the bench. For the Suns, Torrey Craig, 30 minutes, 3 of 7 from the field, 1 of 4 from deep, 4 rebounds, 7 points. Mikel Bridges, 38 minutes, 3 of 13 from the field, 0 of 4 from deep, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, 8 points. DeAndre Ayton, 31 minutes, uh, 11 of 17 from the field, 0 of 1 from deep, 14 rebounds, 3 assists, and 30 points. Cameron Payne, 32 minutes, 3 of 10 from the field, 2 of 3 from deep, 5 rebounds, 6 assists, 8 points. Devin Booker, 31 minutes, uh, 20 of 25, 6 of 7 from deep, 4 rebounds, uh, 6 assists, and 51 points. Um, big contributors off the bench, uh, Damian Lee, 25 minutes, 4 of 6 from the field, 2 of 3 from deep, 5 rebounds, 1 assist, 12 points. And Landry Shamit, 19 minutes, 4 of 7 from the field, um, and all of his were 3-point shots. Um, because he was four of seven from um, three three point land, uh, three rebounds, one assist, and twelve points. Uh, Jock Landell had nine minutes and four points, um, and then the other guys that uh, had some minutes but no points uh, scored for the uh, Suns. They were forty nine of ninety three. That's fifty two point seven percent from the field. Uh, from deep, fifteen of twenty three, forty five point five percent. And 19-21, 90.5% at the line. Uh, Bulls, they were 41 of 82, 50, 50% on the nose. 4 of 25 from deep, that's 16% on the nose. And 27 of 33, 81.8% at the line. Uh, Suns out-rebounded the Bulls 46-35 to with 10 offensive boards and 36 defensive boards. Uh, the Bulls had... Five offensive and 30 defensive. Um, one more assist than the Bulls, uh, the Suns had with uh, two, 22 to 21. Um, Bulls did have uh, more steals, five to three, and more blocks, six to five. Um, 
and uh, as well as fewer turnovers, uh, 12 to 14, um, giving up 15 points, and the um, uh, Suns gave up uh, 14 or uh, 20, uh, 21 points off of their 14 turnovers. Fast break points go to the Bulls, 17 to nine, and points in the paint, 66 to 46. Um, with uh, also fewer fouls uh, for the Bulls, 19 to 28 for the uh, Suns, and one technical foul on DeAndre Ayton. Uh, but with all that said, it was a uh, solid 27 largest lead of the uh, of uh, the game goes to the Suns, and the Bulls never led. They got it close, but they never led. Um, and that technical foul. I hate those. Um, they are just really stupid. Um, but they call them, and it was DeAndre Ayton just frustrated with the call or the uh, a no call at that. And, um, you know, he slams the ball down. Every time they slam the ball down, they get the technical. Um, the broadcast, uh, they knew it was coming, and they even said it. Um, but uh, here is from Valley Sports. Um, the, their post-game report. But to be able to double down and do what he did and do it efficiently, right? A lot of guys that will go for 50, they're probably, what, 20 for 35? You know, they've taken a lot of shots because they, they should because they're hot. This is crazy hot. I mean, this is insane hot. And you saw it developing, too. You just saw it. You, you saw the kind of looks he was getting, the balance he was in when he, go, when he went up to shoot. He was dealing with guys that were very physical, and it didn't matter. And then the look in his eyes. Like, he's so balanced emotionally, man. He doesn't get too high. He doesn't get too low. Absolutely. Um, and he, he wasn't, like, overly celebrating um, his shots. Um, he was just taking them as they come, as they came. A lot of uh, three point shots uh, late, um, but he was just killing them with twos as he normally does. Um, and Devin Booker was uh, phenomenal again. Him and DeAndre Ayton, um, eighty one of the one hundred and thirty. Um, what did I say, 134, whatever it was, points um, just between the two of them was absolutely phenomenal. Here is the money rundown. I'll start with the obvious. Now, you've seen Devin have some tremendous games. Not only the scoring, but efficient. He was scoring. Just speaking of I mean, it, it, it was certainly a, um, you hate to say classic book because that, that would mean you almost take it for granted. Um, but the way he scored tonight and against different defenses, you know, they were blitzing tonight and he started the game just getting off of it and we were knocking down shots. And then after that, it was just a snowball. Um, and to be honest with you, I didn't even know. He had 51. The coaches told me when we got in the back, I knew he scored a ton, but I didn't know it was 50. Um so it certainly was a special night, and to do it in 30 minutes, I think it was. Um, yeah, only played 30 minutes. So it's just one of those moments that you just sit and watch a guy get hot, and then you see everybody feeding off of it, and 
it felt like every time you let it go, it was just going to fall into the basket. And then, you know, you don't even <laughs> notice DA had 30 when a guy has 51. Um, so I, I'm, I'm happy for him, happy for the um, his family, the work that he puts in, um, you know, playing the right way, getting off of it and ended up with 50 points is pretty cool. So it certainly was a good night for us. With DeAndre Ayton's 30, um, I mean, he, he, you know, it took almost the whole game for him to get his 30, and I'm not bashing that at all. I was actually kind of surprised that DeAndre Ayton was in the game for as long as he was. I mean, he didn't play a ridiculous amount of minutes. No, Nobody did for the Suns. Um, but I think he was still in there, like, with three minutes or, or so, maybe a little bit less. Uh, left of the uh, of, of the whole game, um, and it's like he got his thirtieth point, and then like one more rebound or whatever it was, you know, th- for the thirty and in the fourteen, um, and um, and then they took him out. It's like they were waiting for that moment, um, but I mean, you just heard uh, um, Monty Williams, you know, say that he didn't realize it uh, for Book or, or DeAndre Ayton. Um, until you know it, uh, he looked at the uh, you know the scorecard, um, but um, like I said, I thought like I said that he you know I'm like man DeAndre Ayton's been in there a lot longer than you know I thought they were gonna take him out a lot sooner. I mean he was like the last starter to really kind of come out. Um, thought it was interesting, but I mean. He didn't get hurt. No one got hurt. So, I mean, and, and that's kind of what you would really question is like, man, why didn't they take him out if he would have got hurt? You, you know, you, you really would have felt, you know, felt uh, bad about it. But, I mean, all's well that ends well, I suppose. As thinking back on what you said about Hayden, it's like, you know, this is, this is, you know how important Chris is, is with these two, you can see how, Dominant they can be as a as a tandem duo or whatever. How do you maybe go collectively together? Well, I I can't. You know, they would say the same thing. Like everything we do is about the team. There there were certain moments in the game where those two had it going, especially on the right side of the basket in the first half. We played a two man game, and it was pretty cool to watch them. Whether it was a DHO or he threw it to Book, and Book came off of a pick and roll, shot it, or DA found him for a back door. Like that was pretty cool to watch. Um, and, you know, I think all of these moments, opportunities are going to help us in the future when you're able to do this without Chris. You know, it, it makes you think about the potential of our team as we go forward. Um, and I, I think they would say the same thing. Um, if not for the spacing on the backside, it doesn't open it up for those two to play the way that they they did together tonight. DeAndre just said in, in his post game interview, just he was disappointed in himself a little bit with how the season started, but he's obviously turned it around a tremendous amount. And what, what do you attribute? Is it, is it just mindset? I mean, what, what do you attribute? I don't know. I, I think for me, it's always about the consistent work. You know, whether you're going through a tough stretch, not getting off to the start you want to, you just keep working at it. Um, we have a a phrase reps removed out, you know, if you get the work in, you can trust the work, you know, and he's, he's been working his tail off this year. Um, whether it's in the weight room or extra work with MB. Um, I think 
over the long haul, the guys that work, you know, sooner or later, it's going to pay off for you. And, you know, he's certainly gotten himself into the kind of shape that it takes for a guy to put up these kinds of numbers. I think that's part of it too. Um, There's probably a few other variables I'm missing, but I I think when you put the work in, um, you run into nights like this or or seasons or, or moments like this during the season. And I think that's something that he should be proud of, but not satisfied with. I mean, I, I think it just takes guys time to get their legs. Um, he's had moments like this with us. Um, we're hopeful that he can sustain, you know, where he is playing in point five, shooting the ball when the opportunities are there, um, playing free, not deferring to anybody. I think that's, when he's at his best. Yeah, uh, very true. That was a uh, question was about Landry Shamit and uh, um, uh, add to it. And I, you know, kind of stealing a little bit from um, Kevin Ray and, and uh, Eddie uh, Johnson um, on Bally Sports Arizona. And, uh, you know, they were talking about Landry and how, you know, they, uh, yeah, kind of one thing that they you know, feel, feel like he needs to realize when he's out on the court, especially with um, Bismack Biombo, as they call him, Busy. Um, when Busy's out there, uh, they, they almost like, uh, you know, no, if it's DA, that just kind of really automatic from that mid range, um, you, you, I mean, you can pass it to him inside, and, and a lot of times you would see. Uh, Landry Shamit do do that and you know pass the ball to Busy. I'm sure Busy's like, oh man, I get the ball a lot, um, but he's just not quite as efficient like uh, Da is. And uh, you know, uh, Landry Shamit, he can he can shoot it. He can really really shoot it, especially when he's on. I mean, we can say that about anybody, but it's very very true of uh, Landry Shamit, and that that's obviously why he's out there. Um, and I guess just kind of know your personnel when you're out there, um, and, and know, you know, of course, uh, know your role. Man, the whole podcast without, you know, coughing, I, you know, just gotten a lot better. Um, and, uh, I am feeling a lot better, but anyway, uh, you know, I'm sure, book and cp3 and and we haven't even got that far in the conversation if landry will even be brought up to you know book or anybody else that that speaks tonight um they would say what i'm gonna say and you you wish that landry would shoot him more um and uh you know because with phoenix and we said that this bunch really have a let it fly mentality and that's you know what Landry's out there to do is is shoot the ball, especially when you you know when you're open, um, and then it, after a little while, it, it it's almost like he, oh he realized that that's what what he was out there to do, and and he did, and and you know got twelve points off off the bench, which is not too bad. I think he could have had more if he was out there doing it more often. Just like I said, just realizing, um. Hey, you know, busy is out there to kind of get your 
your misses, and he's not going to be out there like Da would be, you know, to you can pass the ball and, and you know get some inside looks. So I don't know, just uh, something I was thinking about. You know, let it fly, Shamit, let it fly. Fifty one's a crazy number. Anywhere you get there, to have just six threes and five free throws with the amount he scored from two. Mm-hmm. He's always been a pretty old school player by trade, but just. Can you speak on how complete of a score he is where it just feels like any single point on the floor? You just did. <laughs> I did. No, I mean, I look, he's – there's not a level where he can't score. And he can use both hands. Um, he can score with a hand in his face. And he's willing to take the tough shots. Like, that's the thing that people – I know they know it about him, but I, I talk about it all the time. He's a he's a big shot maker, but he's also a big, big shot taker. And so when you have a post-up game, when you can play in the mid-range, when you can attack the basket and shoot it from, from three, it makes you hard to guard. And then I thought the most impressive thing was the way he started the game when they were blitzing him. He got off of it, and, and we were able to make them pay. And then it just kind of snowballed from there because guys were knocking down shots. Then he started going and he was beating the blitz a few times and getting to the basket. One time he split it and got to the to the rack. And I think the work that he's put in, you can see his body is is maturing and changing. He's able to take the hits around the basket and finish. Um, that's something that is going to pay off for us as we go forward, the ability to take those hits, finish, go to the free throw line. It allows us to set our defense, but there's not a level or an area on the floor where he can't score the ball. Thank you. How did you, you like the way that his last two plays of the game were just getting right past? I mean, it's it's how we play. I mean, we, we, we have a mentality. We call it let it fly, but we also share the ball. I mean, that's, again, I think that he would say the same thing. Like, we, we – if somebody's open, we will take a great shot over a good shot. And I think that was his mentality. Well, Judge, you've had some wild ones here in the last four, whether it's Express One Sacramento or mm-hmm. Utah, and then, of course, the Lakers and business out. What do you feel like just outside of Booker Hayden led to the comfort in the Lions now? Um, it's hard to say. I mean, they, they missed some shots. We played pretty good defense in the first half. I mean, we held them to 18 points in the second. Like when we have quarters like that and we score, it gives us a bit of a buffer. Um, same thing happened last game in Sacramento. We held them to 20. That allowed us to create a bit of a, a buffer for us, and it gave us some confidence. When we do it at home, the crowd gets involved, and you know this becomes a tough place to play. Um, I think our guys are showing a level of resiliency in games. No matter what happens, if we give up a 60-point half, they come out in the third and they, their mentality is we got a D up. That's going to make the offense easier. The awareness of the game, I think, is something that's growing, uh, whether it's understanding what the officials are calling or understanding where the game is and what we need to do to come out with a win. Coach, I'm kind of curious. Since you've been here, this team has had like a very good winning, pedigree team, chemistry, ball movement, those things. Do you make any comparison to those old Spurs team, top of this team back in the past that would have that many pedigree that just went out and a great team? I mean, we, we'd love to be in that class. We're not there yet. Um, but that's that's a program and a standard that we look at. Um, we want to create our own, but it's certainly one that inspires us um, you know, Golden State's one. 
with that same mentality. Um, there's a number of programs that have done it that way, but we're not there yet. Um, we're, we're developing it. We have guys that have committed to it, but we have a ways to go. Uh, it's too early in the season, you know, 21 games. We do move the ball. We play unselfish basketball, but we also understand the defensive side of the ball. And I think that makes that offensive part that you talked about not easier, but somewhat more efficient. Um, but we have a ways to go before we can even be in that conversation with teams that have won four and five championships. Obviously, you know, from a championship standpoint, you know, uh, he's absolutely right. Um, I mean, well, I mean, well, I guess you can say from any standpoint, he's absolutely right. Uh, the question was about um, because Monty, you know, has um, been, you know, coached under uh, Greg, Pop Greg Popovich, who, you know, coaches the Spurs and the Spurs have, you know, up, up up till late really kind of been so dominant in the Western Conference, you know, a lot of uh, championship runs, um, you know, uh, solid uh, offense, solid defense, um, good chemistry, uh, just solid vets, um, good bench, uh, all that that you, you want in a team. And uh, I, I, you know, obviously – you know, the comparison is there, um, and, you know, the Phoenix has been so great over the last, you know, three seasons, um, and, and really since, you know, the the bubble, is, as I always bring it back to, and, and really that's kind of where you, you have to trace it back to, and, uh, and and as great as this team is, they haven't won any championships. They've, they've won a lot of games, and they have a lot of cohesion um, you know, the only team right now, um, in the NBA with a top five offense and a top five defense and all those things are great, but still haven't won a championship. But, you know, when you think about it, it's like how good this team has been and how, you know, this season, last season, this season before that, you know, going, uh, to the finals and, and unfortunately unable to, uh, cap it off, um, and all the wins they've had, the great games they've, they played, um, when you put it, put it in perspective, you know, they, they got so much more that they, they, they can go and with that. And that's what kind of what it's exciting, you know, you, as a fan, you're like, man, they've been so good. Um, but then you have the head coach say, Hey, you know, we're not there yet. Um, and, uh, that's what they're striving for. And, and, uh, of course, as he believes, that's what they can continue to do and, and, and eventually be those teams you know the war uh, a team like the warriors and and the spurs at least that's what the hope is you know winning multiple championships uh would um well, well one first would be awesome um to get that first one and uh, you know get that the monkey off your back uh, as far as not ever winning one would uh, of course be huge but um, you know, kind of when you put things in perspective, how great the great this team has been, but how much further they can still go is is really really cool. David Lee is off at the best start of the season, scoring twelve points tonight. He started the season shooting three from three forty one of eighty three. How can you just attest just how great of an acquisition you've been so far this season? You guys are you always. 
<laughs> answer the questions and you ask me the question. I mean, you just said, <laughs> um, I, I think the thing that's impressive about D. Lee, I think he could play with any team. I think when you come up the way that he did, you learn how to acclimate. Um, he's starting to figure out how how to play with us. Um, but I think when you can play efficiently in the Golden State program and, and playing all those big games and being those crazy atmospheres, I think after that, everything else is normal to you. But he's also a guy that puts the work in. When we're in our coaches' meetings, he's one of the first guys on the floor every day. Um, even on off days where we really don't want him to touch the floor, we're giving the guys a day off. He'll come out there and just shoot 20 free throws just to feel the ball. You know, guys like that respect the work, and you're not as surprised when you see them being productive on the floor. I think the thing that I'm, I'm impressed with is his, his ability to get to the paint and shoot the floater or get to the paint and find guys. I, I didn't know that he had that in his game. All right, thank you. Up next, Devin Booker. You know, this is one of the nights where it was falling, those games where I miss a lot of shots, and I'm like, you got to keep shooting them. You know, I train enough to where I know I'm supposed to make them. And, you know, unbelievable screens tonight, unbelievable team game. Um, and beginning to end, we play really well. You just looked at the three previous 50-plus point games that ended in losses. And this was the first one that resulted in a win. And just to me, speak to the growth of where this team would come from from those earlier days when you were, you know, putting up those kind of numbers. Do you feel the same way about it, or do you see it maybe a little different? Uh, obviously, feels better with the win. Um, but that was just a whole different time, man. We we're playing different basketball. We we're in a rebuilding stage, and um, just a young team trying to figure it out. You know, we have a established veterans on this team we have guys out you know with guys coming in and ready to go so you know the team's so deep um we play so well together and you know it's fun to be a part of that sequence you had where you get a three to give you 50 but then they call a foul on landale look like you just decided you know what i'm gonna just get to, <laughs> i'm gonna get this ball away was that pretty much what happened yeah i figured i was gonna come out you know at the end of the third so a lot of people get on my case when I fall short of 50. I always tell them I've done that before and didn't win, so I'd rather win. Um, but tonight we got to do both. Yeah, what does it feel like? I mean, obviously you're sitting watching a victory, but to not get to get back in there and just keep going. It's fine when I'm winning. Um, you know, I've been there before. Like you said, I've had 50 before. Um, you know, so it's not something that – I'm shooting for at all, you know, if it happens within the flow of the game and, you know, I have it going and the team, you know, wants to keep playing through me, then I'll do that. What did you know you were hit that zone? Do you want me to hit the Javon Carter or, or Katie <laughs> when I woke up? Uh, um, that was Javon. That was great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, nah, man, there's been a few games, even last game in sack. Um, still feel like I missed, you know, a lot of shots that I should have made and, I'm always going to feel like that after a game, but, you know, I, I keep stressing the screens and, you know, even with the double teams and the box and one that they threw tonight, I feel like I still got really good looks. When you're going through your pregame today, you got it going a bit on the threes and started moving with a bit more mojo. Can I carry over to a game sometimes for you? 
Yeah, you know, that's important. You're drilling, you know, when you're out there drilling, I'm imagining myself in the game and I'm imagining myself in those moments. So, um, you know, I shoot every ball to make it, you know, I don't take any play shots. Did that feel like Utah and Boston a bit at a certain point in the third quarter? Utah and Boston? Yeah, just like the, the way you had it going. Yeah, you know, it just felt like a double-sized rim out there that, you know, if I rise up, it's it's going down. But to your point, you, you just want to win the last two plays you made in the game were just right past, right? Yeah. I mean, those, those are aggressive double teams. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I was looking to shoot it, believe me. Yeah, exactly. When we see your demeanor, I mean, we know this is pretty much what it is, but how much fun was tonight with the fans and the crowd and all that going it's the best. <laughs> it's the best, man. I don't know. They announced it every game. I don't know how many sold-out crowds that is in a row, but it's impressive. Um, Mondays, Tuesdays, Saturdays, it doesn't matter what day of the week is, they're going to show up and show out. And it's fun to be a part of. I think it's a big part of why we've had so much success um, in our home games this season. And, you know, let's keep it rolling. This team this – it's so fun to watch, and I I wish I could go to um, a home game. You know, I'm, I'm a lot closer <laughs> um, than I was living in Alabama, but I'm still uh, 12 or more hours away. I just it's just ridiculous how um, you know far I am away. Um, I think it's closer to 14. To be honest with you, uh, you know from from Phoenix and. Uh, um it's just so wide um the these these states and the you know of course traveling in and around mountains uh you know you can't go through them you got to go around them really um so that adds all much time but props to the fans who've you know how many consecutive games and i've heard the numbers like you know 14 as double digits is you know home games might be more than 14 might be in the 20s of you know consecutive uh you know sold out games um and just fun to watch i've i mentioned to so many people um that even even if the cardinals were any good or you know the um you know diamondbacks that play you know play a lot of games like the suns do obviously not as many or um even the yotes they play a lot of games too um even if those other three franchises were were any good, the the Suns team has been so fun to watch. Like I want to talk about the Suns after a game every day, every podcast. I wish I could be talking. I like I just can't can't wait um, for a Suns game. It, it's it's just they're just so they play the game right. Um, you just killing you with twos. They can shoot it from three. They play great defense. It's just, uh, it, it, and you feel it from the television, um, you know, from, from the fans and the excitement. It's just, it's just so much fun. quite a bit at this point. What did it feel like the first time you heard This year? Or are you saying in general? They did it a couple of times in my early years too. He was, <laughs> even when we were in last in the west that's what i'm saying man they're gonna show up and show out um always and it's always been a unconditional love from 
you know, the Phoenix Suns fans, every every fan in Arizona and, you know, to be a part of this organization, this team for so long is, you know, it's an honor. I do like the way I love it. I love it. Let's keep it going. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Was there any incentive to have this type of performance with your uh, teammate from the USA exactly from the other side? No, I mean, it just happened to be the same game. I mean, I have a lot of respect for those guys. Debo, too. You know, those are guys that I watch and I admire, you know, every move that they make. And they're doing some things out there. I'm like, dang, I wish I had that in my game. Um, and there's a bunch of guys like that around the league that, you know, I just try to take bits and pieces and study, you know, their their movements and their tendencies. And, you know, there's a bunch of bunch of guys in this league with the endless amount of moves and what we call a bag. So you bring up DeMar, it's not like five straight games where you've really played well against him. Is there something you get more out of facing people you look up to, your, your idols? I mean, every night I can find something. I mean, we played the Pistons the other night and Ben Wallace was over there. So, you know, it's just every, every game, you know, I'm going to find something because, you know, I don't lose sight of being that kid that, that always wanted to play in the NBA and you know, I have a lot of respect for the guys that have came before me, the guys that are in here now. It's a brotherhood that's, you know, fun to be a part of. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They got us twice, though. Yeah, they don't. He's in Memphis now. Good. All right, y'all. And last but not least, DeAndre Ayton. That's just D book doing D book, man. Um, I seen I seen that a lot. Um, it's a great performance. Uh, uh, it was all in the offense as well. Um, we were getting hits, and he was taking what they gave him. Simple as that. Um, the dude was in motion. He was in flow, and when he on like that, it was, it was pretty hard to stop him. When you look at just the way you two had that stretch of playing off each other. Uh, this, how much of that is just the years? Yeah, yeah, it's muscle memory now. Um, I know any every encounter. Um, we we probably seen every defense the league can probably throw throw at you, especially in the pick and roll and at D Buck himself. And um, you know we accept all of it, and you know we just play through it and we adjust th- throughout the game and we practice it, we learn it, we study it, and that's what you see in the game. You again, I think it's seventh straight double double. This extends the streak for you. This what 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 led to that tonight? Doing what I was supposed to do. Um, you know, uh, not taking plays off, um, putting pressure on the rim, and you know, just finishing my rolls to the rim to get those to try and get my hands on old boards and you know, just close our possessions on the defensive end. I think we did a good job on um, you know, just being in shifts. And, you know, just making it a little challenging for guys to get to the rim, although they, they did do their thing in transition. But when it was a full court set, it was, it was pretty hard for them to get into their flow of offense. Do you, does the, do you sense the energy on the court change when someone has it going like that the way, the way that it is? Yeah. Um, like I said, this team, this team is known for uh, – you might not know who might have the hot hand. And you know, obviously, Book has the high hand every game. But you know, when it um when it comes down to actually knowing that he has the high hand, we adjust and we try our best to you know get our, keep you know keep our guy going, but also you know creating stops on the defense to get other people going and other looks, you know, just to really put them on their heels. Yeah, 
you've had a great spot for a lot of his big nights. Is, have you seen him get it going like that before? Uh, yeah, yeah, a few, yeah, a few times. A lot of times, to be honest. Um, you know, uh, we just came out the playoffs, and you know. When he does it in those big moments where it actually counts, that's when it's really unbelievable. And like, dang, I'm really on this court with you right now, bro. Keep going. You know, things like that is um, you know, kind of bit uh, unimaginable. But you know, you see the hard work we put in together. We yell at each other. So yeah, um, I'm on the court with you. And you know, we we're locked in. And you know, uh, I just try my best to set good screens for that man, and you know, let him handle the rest. And you came off the court side of the game. What was Chris telling? Well, he's telling me I had uh, 28 uh, why I kicked the ball out. <laughs> he's getting on me a little bit. I said, man, that dude's chopping me hard, dude. I don't know what you want me to do. I'm going to kick it out. He usually reacts. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, he didn't. Hey, TK made the three, though. I needed that. <laughs> Seems like, you know, when you spend on Charles Point, creating that energy, creates other hot hands like Landry tonight. Yeah, of course. Uh, what do you see? Those guys are flash on you. Those guys get out and let fly. What is the meaning of that? Uh, start with D Lee. Um, D Lee is a championship player, man. Um, you know he's a he's a whole champion. When it comes to that winning basketball, like he fits right in the program, man. You know, moving without the ball, um, crashing the glass, and you know, finishing. You know, in big shots when the ball is rotating like that, making a defensive move, and it, it takes so much out of teams. And having Landry and and uh, D Lee be playmakers as well to take a load from Book, it's amazing, man. You know, uh, this team is all about next man up. Um, you know, it's not all about you know just having our main guys. You know, guys are on this team that's ready to contribute and play. And Landry and uh, Cam. Um, Andrew Cam and D Lee are the main vocal points when it comes to that, especially like playmaking and feeding me the rock and you know spacing up the floor for me and Buck when we in, when we in action. In a game like that, when it's already been decided, and uh, in the last possessions, you kind of look like you use that time to kind of work on your post. Uh, yeah. And just kind of yeah. Like I mean, if Coach gonna put me in, I gotta work on something. Um, you know, uh, not taking it. Uh, anything away but you know I was really locked in on you know just finishing off strong you know um you know there's a little thing in the league where you know you see a comfortable position and you know some teams you know tend to get some type of momentum going in those little minutes and I'm glad coach put me in to really just shut it all down and you know just seal the deal and you know just you know finish off the game the right way thank you all right thank you guys like I say watch all right, good stuff. Um, that's everything I have um, with uh, really the uh, the whole show. Um, and uh, I don't know why I said that word funny, show. Um, but anyway, a lot of um, a lot of uh, sons, a lot more than probably what I thought I had. But I, you know, I had I had a lot to to say and and uh, uh, you know, of course, with James Jones and. And, uh, you know, the post-game stuff uh, from uh, last night's game, uh, of course, ha- added a lot. So, a little over an hour of, uh, of Suns, but, you know, hey, yeah, that's how it goes. Um, and uh, still still uh, a solid uh, show. Um, find me in anywhere just about, uh, uh, as far as listening to the show, on Spotify, um, Apple, Google, 
Audible, Amazon, iHeartRadio. Um, as far as getting involved in the conversation, you can email me uh, um, at uh, see Big Sky Sports Talk at gmail.com. Um, and then uh, Facebook and Instagram at Big Sky Sports Talk. You can uh, uh, comment on anything on there. Send me a direct message. Uh, questions, comments, concerns, any one of those three, um, and uh, whatever's on your mind, uh, I, I would be happy to uh, talk to you about and, and uh, you know, just uh, chop it up, as they say. Um, please uh, continue to share with your friends and family, your neighbors, your enemies. Hit that bell notification uh, on whatever platform you'd like to listen to. That way you never miss a show. Um, and, uh, I think that's it. Uh, tomorrow is, uh, um, our Friday show and, uh, we'll be excited about that. So, uh, uh, it's a, um, uh, uh, um, a penultimate show, I guess you could say with the, the ultimate being a Saturday anyway. Um, won't have as much, I don't think, um, because again, no Cardinals, um, and I'll just be kind of covering the games that are played, and so no, no Suns tomorrow. Uh, do have uh, some Coyotes, so it'll be a very, very short show. Um, but anyway, that's it. I appreciate it. Thank you.